When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, you filthy animals, to Blockbuster Mentality, the show where we dive deep into the world of cinema. I'm your host, Ben Secord. And I'm Davo. And today, we are diving deep into Quentin Tarantino's Django Unchained from 2012. So come along and join us on our cinematic journey. I'm excited for this journey, my friend. First Tar- Tarantino movie on the show. Yeah, uh, fans selected. Yep. And th- we kind of took the next step and picked the exact movie. But uh, yeah, Django Unchained, Tarantino. You got it. We got to do Tarantino at some point. Yeah, I mean he's he's up there in as one of the greatest. I mean he's had he's only had eight films so far, which is kind of surprising. I mean he's been coming out with movies. I think '92 was his first movie with Res- Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, it feels like more. It feels yeah. like he's had a bigger bigger catalog. But no, yeah, just just eight. And like you said on last show, he's looking at just doing ten and quitting. Which yeah, I don't know if he really will. But yeah, and, and Kill Bill. I mean, those count as two others, and that's really just one long yeah, movie, yeah. right? I think he counts that one, that one uh, where he did with uh, Robert Rodriguez. Am I getting that name right? But where he did, they did a double feature. Yeah, with uh, the what the Grindhouse, heck? I think House it was called. Yeah, Terrors. Death Proof. Death Proof. Yeah, with uh, Kurt Russell, this is the driver that crashes the car and tries to kill people with he's driving. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it's like. I don't know. Those yeah. even count as movies. I don't know. I guess. I, I, yeah, I guess he. So he counts Kill Bill as one movie, right? Because and it really he counts is. that as as another. A um, grindhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know about those at all. I, I, I'm sure there's people that love them and maybe will hate me for talking ill of them, but hey, I, no, <laughs> I'm not a fan. I don't think they were well received at all. So I think you're. I think you're safe. They were almost like um, I don't know, like a high school. It's almost like you're just making what you want to make without regard to anything else. Right. You know what I'm trying to say? Which like, is fine. You yeah. know, it's it's cool that you, it's cool that you can get to that place in your career where you can just make what you want just right. for the just for the hell of it. Yeah, it's like a you know a rock band being like, I just want to let's just make an opera album, right? Just to, just because we want to, and we're big enough to yeah. do it, and well, we can get the funding to do it, and that's it. And then you know, there's going to be some people that are like, oh, it was so amazing, they did opera this one time. And just most <laughs> people be like, this kind of just sucks. This isn't really what they're good at. It's not what they do. And yeah, so it was a lot. Yeah, they, they force people. They say, oh, we're playing 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 our old album this concert, but they force people to listen to like twelve opera songs beforehand. Yeah, and then yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> Nobody they, likes then it. They, then they get to the hits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to play what we wanted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge tarantino guys yeah me so, too uh this this again we we did this for the fans that you guys voted for a tarantino flick we decided to go with django since it's it's one of the more higher rated uh movies on, on imdb things like that which isn't always accurate but we just figured it would be a, a good one to do it's a fun fun movie yeah, it's a fair enough guide and it's a recent enough movie right pretty popular yeah, I'd say so. I don't know how well it did in the box office, but I think it was one of his more successful ones. Yeah, I mean, so it, it won Oscars. I mean, it won Oscars for uh, best uh, writing, uh, best screenplay, I should say. Uh, Quentin Tarantino won, and it also won for best supporting actor with Christoph Waltz. Yeah, which is 
totally reserved, uh, totally deserved, and it's the second Oscar for Christoph Waltz. Mm-hmm. The first one being Inglorious Bastards, another Quentin Tarantino <laughs> movie. So he has two Oscars. Yeah, he's got a good thing going there. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know whose good luck charm it is. I don't know if it's Quentin Tarantino's good luck charm or if, or if Quentin Tarantino is Christoph Waltz's good luck charm. Uh, but a bit of uh, both, probably. Yeah, right? <laughs> a little bit, um, and then. So again, as always with our analysis shows, if you have not seen the movie, pause this. This is 100% spoilers. 100% spoilers. <laughs> again, that's what this show is all about. Diving deep into the movie, talking about its themes, its uh, its themes. I don't know. You, you know. We go, we're going deep. <laughs> we're going deep. You know, there's nothing we're going to, you know, stone on what we're going to leave unturned in this movie. We're the, all there, the way in. There you go. All right. So let's get into it. Uh, so the, the plot, we always read the quick uh, plot from IMDb, the synopsis. It reads, with the help of a German bounty hunter, a freed slave sets out to rescue his wife from a brutal Mississippi plantation owner. And this is uh, the segment where we then talk about, you know, the casting, the performances, the director, which, you know, we already, you know, we talked about Quentin Tarantino. We're obviously big, big fans of his. And I think, uh, you know, this is definitely one of his. It's a great film. I, I don't know. We'll we'll get into what I my overall thoughts on it. But uh, but well, what, uh, what do you think of uh, Tarantino's direction? His direction, I thought it was great. He, it seems like he was he was trying different things in this movie. I noticed a lot yeah. of. Uh, I think he did this in other movies too, but he did a lot of quick zooms, zooms, zoom ins yeah. and zoom outs. He I noticed did a that too. A lot yeah. of that, little reaction shots where he zoomed right into the person. Yeah, yeah but and I, but I just love the way he, he uses the camera for scenery, mm-hmm. uh, just like the the landscape he's showing with the mountains and. Um, yeah, he's playing around with genres a bit because it it definitely has a real strong feel of like an old spaghetti western. Um, so if, if if you guys, if anybody likes those movies, I do. I love spaghetti western, so right. I enjoyed that part of this. But then he'll go back into like his like black exploitation phase too. Right. You know, like playing like R and B or whatever. Uh, so he's like mixing, he's mixing and matching. You know? uh, yeah, I, I lo- and I love that he when he. I, I actually like the fact that he's. It's a period piece. It's based in the Civil War, but yet he's using this hip hop songs. He's, <laughs> yeah. There's the I love the Jim Croce song in the in the middle. Uh, with that that whole montage. We'll that, obviously get into that. But he's also he also has Ennio uh, uh, Morricone from you know all those great old old movies. Yeah. He's got him you know putting in a song or two there. Right. Think, yeah. Which he's used. And many of his movies, I think. So, right. Yep. So you can recognize that, that you know, whatever you've heard, it, there's some variation on it. It's so familiar. Yeah, kind of like Good, the Bad, the Ugly. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he actually did that. Exactly, um, yeah, he did. And he actually won Best Score for Hateful Eight, his latest film in 2015. Yeah, he, there you go, he was in yeah. that, yeah. So he's so. using him in this, he's, he's calling back. Um, yeah, but I think this is good direction, well-crafted, um, a bit indulgent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, what, what I mean, what do you mean by that? Just well, he's the... just like drawing out. He's like, okay, we get it, you know. Like, yeah, okay. Scene, yeah. He's trying to sh- he's trying to show you something, and you know we can move on now. Instead, he keeps showing it to you for right. <laughs> he's like beating you over the head with it. Exactly. Um, in since I mean we talk about casting and performances here. Technically, he's uh, casting in this, so I want to just briefly just say I don't I do not think this is the movie he should have put himself in. No, I did not like his part at all. This that brief little scene with him as an Australian. Well, what have you liked him in at all? I, I, I Dust, didn't. Uh, I mean, Dawn, I, I kind of like Dust, him. But Pulp Fiction, his character, it didn't bother me at all. Pulp Fiction, I, I think because he was still young, and I don't know, it was just it was just new. But I guess looking back. 
He's not a good actor. No, he's not a good actor at all. And and to have him in this, and I, I think he purposely uh, didn't say the N word, but he did call uh, <laughs> Jamie Foxx at one point black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, shut up, black. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is a movie I don't think he needed to be in at all. No, not at all. No. But it's it. This is this is his thing. You know, these are a hundred percent. This has his stamp on them. All. Right. Uh, 100%. This is an absolute Tarantino movie. You cannot mistake it for anything no. else. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, that's that's good, though. It's to his credit that he creates these things, and he is an artist in that way. You know, whether you don't have to like all of it necessarily. And I, right. I didn't like all of it. Right. But it's, you know, I almost appreciate it for itself that he's able to have this vision and, and pursue it and do it. That's that's pretty cool. And then we get into, so yeah, the casting and performances uh, from the other actors. So, I mean, we had the casting of uh, the main the main casting, Jamie Foxx's Django. What do you think of this? Yeah, this is interesting because I, it's as you watch it, you're, I, I almost, I had to check myself because in the beginning, he's not really doing much. He's not showing me much. But then I realized he's portraying the growth of the character who becomes this, this almost like a superhero by the end. Like a legend. Yeah, exactly. So I have to say a great job by Jamie Foxx because he he shows you that whole progression and growth as a character. Just so very good. Excellent. I couldn't think of anyone else better to be uh, Django than Jamie Foxx. Excellent. Yeah, it's a, it's a great movie for character development. Yeah. And his character alone. He's sort of like this... just by himself. He's like quiet and pensive. Right. And then by the end, he's like this larger than life guy. And he shows you all of that. Right. Yeah, like you said, at first you're kind of thrown off by him. It's just like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. That's an interesting acting choice that you're, <laughs> you're doing that. Uh, but you get it. You uh, do. You yeah. know, especially once you see the development of the character, you're, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, okay, I get it. Because, I mean, I've, I'll, I'll admit, I'm not the biggest Jamie Foxx guy. I've, you know, I've been. I'm not, not, not going to seek out any of his movies. Um, I liked him in Collateral. Co- yeah, Collateral, he's good. Yeah, I like when he plays that kind of character, yeah. like where he's almost like submissive and mm-hmm. like not overpowering. I like, I, li- I definitely like that character. Where it is not like over the top, right? Yeah. Now, one I just recently saw Baby Driver, and I even said in my review, I'm not a big Jamie. Like I said, I, I don't have a problem with him. I, I don't want to say I'm not a big Jamie Fox fan because that sounds like I don't like him, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. I loved him in that movie, uh, but yeah, this movie I, I, I really I thought, you know, like you said, perfect perfect role for him. Great character development. He basically come becomes a legend at the end. He grows which, into that role. Yeah, and we'll we'll obviously talk about the end, uh, getting into the uh, show here. But uh, but yeah, Jamie Foxx, great great choice for that. And then we have Christoph Waltz, my boy. <laughs> Fantastic. My boy. Christoph Waltz is Dr. King Schultz. Uh, Christoph Waltz, a German, and he's playing a German. I didn't know there was Germans in the Civil War. Like, I didn't know, like, people migrated from uh, Germany to the U.S. back then. Yeah, we've had... some, yeah, I know. For some reason, just it didn't click to me. That... Germans forever. Yeah. Right. English, yeah. German, and then, then the English didn't like the Germans coming in, so they spoke German with an accent. This is like a, you know, yeah. It's yeah. crazy to think of it that way. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. But, uh, but yeah, anyways, Christoph Waltz, what, what, what are your thoughts? <laughs> he has a fantastic entrance to this movie. <laughs> he's so funny because he's, he's just strange in a way because he's so cheery. You know, it doesn't. Yep. It's the same thing with Inglorious Bastards. He just has a smile on his face, and then he's just gonna put a gun and blow your head off. Right. I don't know. It's just incredible. I don't. I think, like you say, who is it more? Is it Tarantino or Waltz? It's just maybe just a perfect marriage. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Because I mean, what what other good Christoph Waltz movies can you think of? 
Uh, not None. Off my head. I feel <laughs> yeah. stupid. Don't tell me. <laughs> no, I just can't think of it. Yeah. yeah, I can't either. I mean, I I think I might have seen two other movies with him, and it's just he's kind of just, uh, you know, not the same. But Tarantino uh, just lets him almost be himself. Right. Right. Yeah. He's just he just has this way about him. Yeah. Uh, I love that entrance. He got him on the on the cart with the the. Tooth the two, on top. Yeah, yeah, with the spring where it's going back and forth. <laughs> Swaying back and forth. He's sort of like proper and polite, but also in a way his own way, cutting and rude the way he does it, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah. And, and intimidating. Yeah, he's intimidating at the same yeah, like he's charming at first, you know, he draws you in. Yeah, and... he's like insulting you with a smile on his face, right. but not really saying anything particularly offensive. I think I think this is just yeah, like you said, Quentin Tarantino lets him be himself because that's exactly who he was in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. That that beginning scene just makes Inglorious Bastards one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, he draws you in with his charm and everything, and then he's <laughs> yeah. like, "You have Jews hiding underneath here, don't you?" Like he just all of a sudden just terrifies you, and it's the same with this movie. Like he draws you in, and yeah, it just it's just something. Yeah, like you said, it, it, it Quentin Tarantino definitely lets him be himself. So I don't know what that says about Christoph Waltz. Is he, <laughs> Maybe is he, he's a completely <laughs> demented human being. Yes, is he scary to be around? <laughs> um, uh, anything else on Christoph Waltz? Well, no, but he won an Oscar as yeah. Best which, Supporting Actor, which he absolutely deserved. Yeah. He is, as well as Jamie Foxx did, being in the main role, I don't know that this movie can move along at all without right. Christoph Waltz. And the very beginning establishes this story of, you know, this guy, he's a bounty hunter, but a fake dentist, <laughs> <laughs> who uses it as a ruse to approach people. You yep. know, he's very just... Hello, I'm just Hello. A, I'm happy then just blah blah blah. And then it's just like, you know, he shoots you or something. Yeah, just a nice traveler. Yeah. He actually carries this movie all the way oh. up until his uh, his demise. Right. You know? And and then it's and then Django takes over, Jamie Foxx. But Christoph Waltz almost carries this entire movie. Yeah. I mean, as good as Jamie Foxx was without Christoph Waltz, then no. I don't know if this movie... Oh, I couldn't even imagine anyone else in that role. No, definitely not. And you got to think that Quentin Tarant Tarantino wrote... I, I'm sure there's stuff out there that says he did or didn't, but so you got to think he wrote this character with him in mind. Yeah, I mean, why else would he... He wouldn't, he wouldn't cast a German dentist. Right. Just and then have someone else play it, right? right. It's, <laughs> he absolutely crafted it around having Waltz be in it. Now, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, the next casting was Leonardo DiCaprio as Kelvin Candy. Yeah, I think he's okay in it because he's he's a pretty good actor, but I didn't see anything special by, by DiCaprio in this, and you may feel differently, but I, I didn't get much from him. That's actually the one of the reasons I wanted to hear from you about him because I hadn't I didn't heard your opinion before uh, about it. But I actually I I disagree. I think he uh, this is one of my favorite roles of uh, of DiCaprio, uh, mainly because I've never seen him in this type of role before. Uh, so I and so seeing the previews for it, I was like, oh geez, I'm just gonna see DiCaprio the whole time. But I, I to me he became this character like I was I, I feared him I didn't know what he was gonna do he was unpredictable and again that goes to you know credit of Tarantino's writing of the character I think he was written very well but I think I honestly I think Leonardo DiCaprio delivered on this very well I mean yeah other you could have put other actors in it but again I've never it was so out of DiCaprio's element that yeah, it just to me it was just like. Wow, you know, <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of him. Just yeah, I'm clean. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's fair. I I think as we'll get into later, some of my issues with the movie 
sort of ran into his time in the movie, and that may have affected how I felt about his performance. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. But just to say, yeah. this movie is way too long. Oh, yeah. And where it gets too long is mostly when he starts showing up. Yeah, okay. Uh, for the most part, I think by the time he starts showing up, I'm like, you got to be kidding me with the, where the time is. But right. <laughs> this yeah. is a two-hour and 45-minute movie that doesn't need to be longer than two hours. Right, yeah. They, they could have uh, cut out that whole scene where they were on the way to the candy farm riding yeah. with uh, DiCaprio. They could have cut out the whole scene with the dog and everything. Yeah, the dogs. Think, and then when he cause... knocks the guy off the horse. and Yeah, I mean, cause especially because that, that scene seemed like it was mainly just to show you again just how dangerous candy can be. You know, he can order people to do this and right. and things like that but i think we already got that sense in that in that fighting scene you know we got the sense of how dangerous and unpredictable he could be yeah. so i'm saying like you, you could have yeah like you said it, it's too long so i think you could have easily cut out that scene in particular yeah i don't know who the editor was but maybe it's tarantino himself because <laughs> <laughs> and that's sort of, it was almost like not only could you have cut out some parts that that we already understood but also just the scenes themselves were too long you know, he's showing you, you know, inside of a house. And it takes a minute from the show you when he can just do it for 30 seconds. Right. You know, and those things add up over time. And so, you know, that that was one of my one of my issues. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, to, to me, though, uh, DiCaprio just, I don't know, he sold me on, on Calvin fair. Candy. So I that, mean, I, I can't hate that position at all. Yeah. I, I just, I, yeah, I thought he would have gotten more award. Not that he would have won, but I thought he would have gotten more award recognition for this role. And then you have Samuel L. Jackson, yeah, who plays, uh, I guess, DiCaprio's main Steven. butler. He's Steven like, does, yeah, yeah, Stephen. Yep. They call him the house man or whatever, the house n word that I. Yeah, uh, yes. Something along those lines. <laughs> yes. He's like the guy. He's like the head of the slaves. Right. Sort of. He's like the captain of the slaves, and he has. Oh, he's a. He lives in the house and has a pretty close relationship. I guess that's how it worked uh, with the plantation owner. So he's basically, everyone sees him as a sellout, you know, because he's betraying them for getting living in comfort. Um, I, I, I think one of our episodes I kind of hated on, um, on Sam Jackson because you know, yeah, I <laughs> as think, he's gone along. I think I think your words were he he's become a caricature, caricature yeah. of himself. Yeah, the Capital One stuff and all that. But right. this one was I, I was very surprised by his performance in this. He was hilarious and menacing. So he was saying, you know, he's being this like, yes, master, blah, 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 which is pretty funny. But then he's like scaring the other slaves, you know, so he showed both sides. So I would say this is the best Sam Jackson performance I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, I'd agree, too. I mean, when I watched it again for the show, I, I for some reason, I remember thinking not being too fond of his character. But this time around, I did actually I was I was surprised at how how well he performed and how different it again. It, it was out of his element. Yeah, he's as like well. a 75 year old man. Right. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. Really good job by Sam Jackson. All right. So I think it is time to get into the actual movie now. Uh, we talked about the performances, talked about the directing. Now let's get into the movie. We are going to do our Take 6. Take 6 <laughs> where we discuss our six favorite moment, moments of the film, key moments of the film. Okay, people, that's and 6. That's 6. 6. six Take guys. 6. Take 6. 
it's still a working title. Again, tweet us uh, better names for it. I would love it. to hear a better name, but <laughs> unfortunately, we can't think of one. Dave <laughs> is not a fan. <laughs> no, I like it. I yeah, it, I love it. I All just right. love saying take sex. <laughs> take sex. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. All right, so the first moment of our take six, I have Schultz kills the sheriff great scene great scene and then basically it's basically everything that leads up to it and just kind of the, the aftermath of it uh so basically uh schultz he, he i guess rescues Django. Django's behind this uh <laughs> this he's in this chain gang is that what it's called i mean technically yeah, yeah um, chain, gang. chain gang and and uh schultz says you know i understand one of you know the uh, the brittle brothers and Django is the one that knows the Brittle Brothers. He then buys the buys Django from from them, uh, and so they get to this town, and they they get to this bar. And since you know Django is an African African American gentleman, or right. the N word is the man says in the bar, you know he freaks out, and nope. Schultz tells him, "Go get the sheriff. Don't get the marshal. <laughs> right. Get the sheriff." <laughs> yeah, they um, didn't understand that at all. Why? Yeah, and also the whole town is kind of up in arms because Django comes riding in on a horse, which was not expected <laughs> apparently <Right. laughs> so he tells the the bartender to go get him they ask for a couple of beers to be served he's like it's too early right and then and then jingles like you don't <laughs> seem like a, a dentist he's like actually i haven't uh performed dentistry in in three years <laughs> and he tells him about, about how he's a bounty hunter he he you know uh, hunts down wanted men Kills them. It says dead or alive, but he always kills them. Yeah, he <laughs> likes the them. dead part. Yeah, he's not interested <laughs> in the alive part at all. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, this this whole scene when, with him pouring the beer for Django. I just like yeah. what Tarantino does there, showing the beer, him right. scraping off the foam. Yeah, he's a German. He's gonna want to drink beer, right? right? He doesn't a- like liquor. Absolutely. I just it's just that that's where you really see Walt's you know Walt's magic. You right. see the the you know this way he has about him, and for some reason. <laughs> Out to me when he's he's bringing the two beers over and Django's got his hat on the table and he's like move, move, move. <laughs> like telling him to move the hat but he just makes this like uh, like this noise yeah. telling him to move, but it's so natural and you know like, what he wants you to do yeah, yeah. yeah it's like wow that just that's what? such an interesting acting choice but it's just so natural it's kind of what I was thinking about letting Walt be himself you know maybe right. he is a maniac yeah. in my life <laughs> he's just. This, yeah. <laughs> so, I just I, I lo- absolutely love that, and then he basically starts explaining to Jamie how he how, or uh, explaining to Django how he's a bounty hunter and what bounty a bounty hunter is because Django you know is obviously a little bit illiterate and doesn't know certain words things like that. And Dr. King Schultz is explaining to him what it is. So the sheriff comes and. Remind me what happens. <laughs> they both walk outside. Yeah, and, they both oh, walk sur- outside. And and Christoph Waltz just, I, I think he just pretty much puts his hand out and shoots him right in the heart. Just yeah, totally shocked. With this, uh, so he doesn't have a gun in his hand, but it's this retractable yeah, taxi yeah. driver style. It's exactly uh, like yeah. taxi driver. It's Ex- probably inspired, or I don't know what, but I'm thinking he's going going somewhere near that. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's basically tucked in his sleeve, and then it's got the like, exact same contraption. Yeah. And and Tarantino's a known fan of taxi driver, so I guarantee he just shoots that him outright. Yep, just shoots him outright. And it doesn't make any sense when you're first watching it, right? Like, why would he just? do that right so he shoots him right in the heart he shoots him right in the heart he's just like man this guy's been super nice all along like what's going on yeah <laughs> shoots him and then he, he walks around well because it just... seems like mur- outright cold-blooded murder right 
Yes, absolutely. And then he's, he does it right in front of the townspeople. And Everyone walks, freaks out. Yeah, freaks out. But actually, they're, they're, they're kind of stunned at first. Then he walks around, shoots them right in the head, and then they freak out and run. <laughs> and then he tells the barkeeper, now this time, get the marshal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, just this scene really, it, it sets the tone for Walt's character, sets the tone for uh, the journey we're about to embark on, because that's when he you know explains to Django how he despises slavery, but you know, I kind of you know, need to put you in a position where you can't deny, you know, you, don't, you, you can't deny me, um, because... Because I need your help in finding these brittle brothers. Yeah, but it also helps the audience understand what the heck is going on, where what this character's motivation is, how he goes about business. So this sets the table for the entire movie, really. How they're going to go about all you know along their journey. It was great, yeah. Because then he finds, and the marshal comes out, and he does this. He has this whole speech that's really just a bunch of like legalese mumbo jumbo because they're surrounded by like what a hundred guns or something, right? Like, which is ridiculous. Yeah, before but... he before he leaves, he you know makes sure he has the guarantee from the marshal right, that right. he will not shoot fire on me. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Like, so so yeah, basically Christopher Waltz he shot this guy legally because he was wanted. Turns for, out, yeah, yeah, he was a wanted man under an, an assumed name who they thought was a sheriff, but it's really like Bob something or other. Yeah, who's Wanted dead or alive. Here's the required paperwork. Right. He didn't have to shoot him. <laughs> yeah. He really didn't. No. He could have come up with something else. Instead, he he kind of likes killing them. Yes. You know, he really does. It's not. He doesn't want to just put them in handcuffs or something like that. Right. Yeah. That that gets to the point where like you know he kind of seems like a good guy in this movie, but is he a good guy? He's, like uh, yeah. he, he's a little shady. Oh, definitely shady. He, he's he, he's walking the edge. Yeah. Um, and I say this a lot in the show. We'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> if we do, yeah, if we do. But uh, but yeah, just from from the start of them getting to the bar until he after he kills the sheriff and explains to the townspeople why he killed the sheriff. I just love that scene. Definitely top. Definitely makes the take six. Oh yeah, for, me. for sure. Yep. No, great call. All right, what's next? Uh, next one for me. So after they do, they go through that. They go to another. They go to a plantation and find another. Um, the three brothers that he wanted them to to track down when, in the opening scene. Find them, kill them, uh, but those people are not very satisfied with them <laughs> killing them. So um, Django and and Doctor Schultz they they camp out sort of in the middle of a valley, and these people want revenge. So this is almost like a proto KKK. Where <laughs> this is a hilarious scene, although it's, it really shouldn't be. But because <laughs> the, the ranch they were at was uh, played by Don Johnson, yeah, was Don Big Johnson. Daddy, yeah, Big, big Daddy. <laughs> Just... So this this whole like I don't know it was like forty or fifty guys on horseback. Right, they come menacing down with torches. Like Bah-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-
face. <laughs> then one guy's like, we need to not have hurt feelings so much. <laughs> like, I love his, his hand gestures he's using. It's just, yeah, I, I love that scene. I think it was a great use of comedy. And, and again, Don Johnson, I, I love his, his characters terrible but the way he plays that oh, character yeah. is uh, is very well done i think he was a great addition to to this film yeah the, um so i think that's all i really have on that yeah uh the next one i have um for me is this number of, three and our take number six three and hey thanks <laughs> uh it's sort of the django i call it the runaway scene or runaway memory where he sort of has this sort of flashback mm-hmm. about it's about his wife because she's still a slave back um Back, way back <laughs> right where he escapes oh no he didn't escape so this yeah i guess this is technically right before the kkk uh scene oh was it before i think so but anyways yeah go on yeah well i just like that this it's a memory so it's it, the whole thing changes and it goes back to just it's in his mind and um i just like the music the whole style of the film changes he's having just it's like I don't know. It's really powerful. It's like, and then he wakes up and he sees sort of her. He, he, oh, he's like pleading. It's a memory of him pleading of, for her not to get beaten. Yeah. And he's like doing all he can to the, for these guys um, just to stop. Please don't beat. I don't know what she did wrong because probably nothing. Who knows, right? He's like quoting the Bible. He's trying everything he can. It's a really powerful scene and she ends up getting beat anyways. Yeah, absolutely. And it's our first glimpse uh, in this film anyways, our first glimpse as to the, just the horrors that were slavery and just that during that time period. Right. I think it was just, yeah, it was, it was, and Carrie Washington who plays his girl, Broomhilda, um, I think her in that scene, like that was great acting there. She's getting whipped and just the, yeah. the pain and her, her She's voice screaming. and her eyes and it's just yeah it's he's a like very... beat me beat me don't take it out on her right this, uh, and this the guy who's whipping her has like pages of the bible like ripped ripped out and yeah like, that, like stapled on him on or his something. shirt yeah. yeah it was almost like it was um like a like a patch right like he had a hole in his shirt and he patched the yeah. page of the bible or something he's like pleading and trying to quote it to him you know don't i don't know whatever he said but you know trying to like reason with him morally um yeah really powerful and i just like the way tarantino completely changes the way everything looks yeah and for like two minutes it's just this little yep. capsule of a film right that he does yeah it's just yeah like you said it changes the way things look so, you know giving you an idea okay this is a flashback right um yeah that's a great scene and i like the leading because that's right before they actually kill the brittle brothers that's right yeah. you know he's like begging and he says you know i like the way you beg boy and then uh, <laughs> Jamie shoots the guy who said that right. eventually and says, I like the way you die, boy, um, which I think, yeah, maybe a little cheesy, but uh, it worked. It worked. Um, but I love when, you know, Jamie kills the first two Brittle brothers and then the last ones are getting away on the horse and Schultz like, are you sure that's him? He's like, yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. He's like, are you positive? He's like, I don't know. You don't know if you're sure. You don't know if you're positive. I don't know what positive means. <laughs> right. Well, it means you're sure. He's like, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> and then it, he shoots. Yeah. I just love that it's all in one take. As he's like, you see uh, uh, Schultz, you know, panning his gun across, and right. like it's all one scene, all one take. And you know, they're having this conversation, this back and forth. And he's like, all right, it's, it's him. And then he shoots him right there. And that's when you have the blood spatter on the co- uh, blood splatter on the cotton uh, in the fields, which is nice touch. Yeah. Like that's, uh, <laughs> that's definitely Tarantino. <laughs> you know, you don't see cotton all that often. It's interesting. Just kind of see right. it open. Yeah. Like actually. That. Yeah. Growing and yeah. in, in the fields, but yeah, that, that was a great scene. Good I, stuff. Uh, good stuff for sure. What What's next for uh, our number four? Yeah. The next one I have is when these guys, when um, Django finally just, well, cause okay. Schultz asks him to be his partner more or less. Right. Like, we make a good team. 
Uh, you can help me. Um, so when they finally decide to, to, to team up, there's this bit of a montage, which I just really like. Um, there's playing, uh, it's I Got a Name by Jim Croce. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> That's what I was saying. Yeah, like, Jim just, Croce song in the middle. Yeah, I know. It was like, I got a name. <laughs> <laughs> They're like saddling up and they ride into the mountains. It's just beautiful. Right. It reminds me of the, you know, those old westerns. This was yep. like a classic thing. They're riding up and then it's snowing. Just a great like three or four minutes. It gets me so excited. Just I love this scene. Yeah, it's a beautiful scene. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I this said, whole moment early. Yeah, as you know, I said with the quick Tarantino uh, when I was talking about his directing. Yeah, just the landscape they chose for that scene. So great. Something about that song just totally just fits. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. But I, I think for me, I just remember listening to Jim Jim Croce when I <laughs> when I drove up North Michigan, like with the woods in the background and like kind of the hills and stuff, like. Uh, that that you know that song and that uh, music era just reminds me of that. So like ha- having them play, having him play that with the mountains in the so background. You could and, yeah, it was just it was just cool. Like it's like wow, this song fits. Like, it does <laughs> really fit. Yeah. And then it ends with them they're because they're going into into the mountains for the winter, right? And that's sort of the deal. So so and then they're um, uh, Jamie Foxx or Django is bathing in a river or something like that in the middle of the snow and it's this misty thing and he looks over and he sees his wife also right. in the water you know and it's really it's nice it's, he just he starts seeing her everywhere because it's she's always on his mind you know? and I think right after this is when he's uh, sniping the uh, the farmer who's yep. out there with his boy. And you know, you 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 see, he has a heart, you know, and and but Schultz explains to him, you know, this is what he did. He killed innocent people. He did this. He did that. Yeah, the um, dilemma is whether to shoot a man right in front of his child. Which, right. Yeah. You know, it's and tough. it's yeah, it's it's definitely tough. So I like those those kind of touches in the movie as well. Um, but yeah, great montage, great montage. Um, so then, yeah, obviously you get uh, eventually to the candy farm you you get introduced to leonardo leonardo dicaprio who candy is land. Uh, calvin calvin candy candy <laughs> land which uh, uh um yeah that scene where you first meet him is brutal uh oh, where, where they're where they're the fighting. fighting oh my god too much too, much, for too me. much yeah that made me so uncomfortable like that was just where it was a point where it's like all right this is tarantino like they're like going too far. Mandingo like, fighting, I which I didn't know what that was. Yeah. I guess it's just two guys, two big, powerful men, like slaves, that they just put together and you fight to the death. Yeah. I did not need that. And you no. hear, like, the bro- bones breaking. And too just, much. Ugh. Not necessary. Gross. But anyways, my number five <laughs> is the tense dinner scene at the Candy Ranch. Uh, basically, all the way up until... Ooh. Uh, the the climactic uh, part of that dinner scene. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean they're they're at dinner. I mean basically they're they're with Candy to try to get Broomhilda, who is uh, Jamie Foxx's wife. Yeah, they're playing a ruse. What they pretend to be interested in buying a fighter, um, and then they want to offer you know an an, an unreasonable amount for a, a fighter, and then at some point offer a lower amount for her. But <laughs> Stephen, played by Sam Jackson. Figures this all out. You know him. You know that man. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, she's like a waitress, or you know, being one of the it's servers. The house girl, yeah. As yeah, as a house girl. He figures um, it out. But yeah, just it's such a because you you understand the uncomfortableness of both Jamie Fox and Christoph Waltz. Like Christoph Waltz per- portrays that. Like you can tell he's. He's trying to, you know, say he's trying to just make up these conversations about 
fighters and then he brings up how you know i really it was so nice talking to a german speaking uh, person <laughs> who was jamie fox's wife right um because she yeah so i mean that's how good she was raised by german yeah slaves german slaves yeah learned, like yeah. as an audience you're like oh my god you're being too obvious you're being too obvious <laughs> like stop you you know but the calvin candy's like totally buying it and that's when jamie fox or uh samuel jackson takes him aside like, and saying they're totally playing you they're yeah. not trying to buy you know a fighter from you they're buying you know uh they're trying to buy this girl from you um and then that's when G, uh dicaprio is like you know his pride's getting the best of him so he's like no no one's no one's getting over on me because they yeah they were gonna pay twelve thousand dollars for a fighter right and on the side they're like what about this girl she yeah 300 bucks yeah 300 bucks really nothing right? so really they were just gonna give him 300 bucks and then because he said you know I'll, I'll come back in five days with my lawyer and everything because you know twelve thousand dollars is a lot of money yeah i mean i think <laughs> i think i looked this up but even all those numbers were are a lot i mean i think twelve thousand back then was like you know a third of a million dollars. Oh, yeah. So, you know, this isn't even chump change. Yeah, that's insane. But yeah, I mean, this this dinner scene, you know, it's already a little tense. And then, then you know, once uh, DiCaprio finds out about it, he brings out this skull. He brings out this skull <laughs> who he says his name is Ben, right. uh, who used to be basically kind of like what J- Samuel Jackson Another house was. Man yeah, a house thing. man. <laughs> a house man. And, you know, saying how, you know, uh, African-Americans have, you know, these dimples in their skull, which means they're submissive. Yeah, it's whole nonsense. Yeah, whole about... nonsense, yeah. He, but uh... he keeps calling Django one of 10,000 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. He, he, he said this many times. You're, he's a special, special, uh, special black man. Right. You know, <laughs> or, I don't know how man. that's really what yes. he says. Yeah, it is. It he's really like, is. You're unusual. Right. And, but, uh, but yeah, this the, the scene is great because uh, one of the main re- uh, a big reason is uh, the the improvness of it. I guess uh, you know uh, DiCaprio gets mad, his character gets mad. He slams his hand on the table, he breaks a glass, and he starts bleeding. And I guess that was actually real. That yeah, was, <laughs> that was one of the questions I had. I yeah, that, yeah, it's uh, it's just crazy. That I just love the acting of that scene um, and the and the tension you feel, and that basically leads up until. Um, you know him saying, you know, you're giving me twelve thousand. I'll give you the girl, but I'm getting my twelve thousand today. Um, and then that's when sh- you know Schultz has to. Then... Yeah, because they're gonna leave. We'll come back in five days, or we'll buy the girl now. We'll be back in five days, and we'll give you the money. We'll right. my doctor. But of course, they have no intention of coming back. No, not so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that leads to the 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 Schultz scene where he, you know, he refuses to shake his hand. He even tells Mister. K- I love that acting. He like is looking down on on Candy. He's like, well, Mister Candy. Like, uh, I would say a Riverdale or uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Riverdale cheese. No, that uh, no. A Vida Sane. A Vida Sane. I would say that, but since I have no plan on seeing you again, I say to you, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Just shoots him. He's yeah. like, it's like I, I couldn't resist. Well, yeah, because Leonardo DiCaprio insists <laughs> that yeah, he shakes no his hand. No deal is done. Yep. Down here until we shake hands. You yep. understand, son? No deal is done. He insists. Even though he, you have signed documents that are stamped with wax. Yeah, he's no deal is done without a handshake. Yep, he says in the South that's how it works. And I love how Christoph Waltz is just like, I'm not from the South. And yeah, he tries to walk away. To me. And then Leonardo DiCaprio still just insists. I love I love this tension uh, uh, t- Tarantino pulls. And he even described uh, in one of his movies that one of his tension scenes is just a rubber band pulling, pulling and pulling and pulling until yeah. it breaks. And that's 
you kinda, feel that. Kind of how this felt. And then, yeah, he, he pulls the old taxi driver uh, gun <laughs> uh, and just shoots him right in the fart. He's in it, right in the fart? <laughs> right in the heart. <laughs> right in the heart. And he tells Jamie, uh, Jamie Foxx, Django, uh, sorry, I just couldn't resist. And that's when we he get the demise. He gets blown away. And then everything, you're almost watching a regular movie for a little while at this point, a normal tense movie. And then once this happens, Uh, all hell, all holy hell breaks loose. All holy. Like, like, more than you can imagine, right? It's just like... To me, this was over the top. Oh, God. It was so over the top where gore, it doesn't even matter. It's just like... Yeah. It's not even really... It's not even like disgusting. No, it's just, it's so, just like it's, come it's on, like a cartoon. Yeah, like it's it, someone it, shoots. And it's it's like cool. Those... It's cool at first because he's shooting people. Like right. Django's like t- owning, you know, he's owning everybody. It's like oh yeah, yeah, and then it's just like oh my god, you could They're... shoot like three thousand people, <laughs> and then. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's, yeah. not, it's not even... It's past gore. Yeah. It's just ri- yeah, ridiculous. The, like, the blood splatter is just like, come <laughs> yeah. on. And, the, and they keep shooting the same dead guy right. over and over right. again. It's like, come on. Yeah. And and he keeps doing, like, slow motion. And the sound of the blood coming out is in slow motion. It's mm-hmm. like, we don't need that. We don't need that. No. Um, again, we, we usually talk about movies that we really like. I mean, I really like this movie. It's just a little, little gripe I had about it. Yeah, I, I've got I've got some gripes about this one as yeah. well. And, and this was... Well, it's not even... It's just like, this is what it is. This is Tarantino just going nuts. Yeah. You know, he's he sets it up. This is a, this is a really long, tense dinner scene. And he relieves that tension by just being completely insane and ridiculous. Right. You know, and that's kind of... That's it. That's how it works. Yeah. And yeah, and that was right after they had white cake. What? And what's what's the deal with him and his sister? Yeah, I wanted to that th- was creepy. I oh, I'm sorry. Were you going to bring that up later? I was actually. Yeah, yeah. okay. That was one of the questions um, I had. Is this incest? I don't know. Uh, and then all right. So what's our number six? Well, I love the Django revenge scene where he you know he gets him he frees himself and there's just these amazing shots where he's riding bareback on a horse. <laughs> these yes. tracking shots. He's got one hand on on the uh, on the mane of the horse and the other hand on a shotgun. Yes. On a gun, and he's just riding. And it reminded me of like Geronimo. Yeah. Right? It's like I don't even I don't even need to see anymore. He ends up going and, you know, killing all the rest of the people. But this is just brilliant. I love this. It's just like an old school hero, you know? Like right. a, like a, just a, I don't know. He doesn't need anything but his horse and his gun. Yeah, <laughs> he's just going. It's yeah, it's such a cool shot. I think they were, I think they might have been playing more hip hop music here. I'm not maybe. sure. They I kind forget. of mix and match. Yeah, the way it I, for, and I forget the what they were I forget too. Right, but uh, he's yeah, riding that horse. Such a cool. He scene. learned how to ride. I, I don't too. know if that's inhumane to grab a horse by its hair like that, but uh, but yeah, that that was really that was really cool to see. I love I love that scene and the, even the, even the saving the day, like at least saving the day, like when he he blew up the house, yeah, and he shot people, but it wasn't over <laughs> the top like right after Schultz got shot. No, that like, was they, sort they, of the they, end of it. Yeah, yeah. they they should have had Schultz get shot. And then, um, and then you know, just capture Jamie and be like, "All right, you're coming with us." Yeah, there's like ten it, minutes of insanity. That right? Just, I don't know what. Yeah, the point they should of have that cut was. that all out, and then I think it would have the last scene would have had even more of an effect if it wasn't for all of that. Yeah, because you sort of just yeah, you're sitting there and you're watching all this stuff, and you don't get the nice resolution. Yeah, it almost feels like God, like twenty minutes later. Right. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. Which that, and it's all great stuff. That's the thing. And this, you know the. 
what we consider not so good. <laughs> but obviously, Tarantino loves it. He wants to just see gore and shoot him up and all that stuff. Yeah. But like you said, there is real good tension in that scene. Right. And, you know, Schultz dying, it sucks. Right. Because he's such a great character. I know. And then, it, the, and then the, there's not vengeance um, necessarily for him, although sort of, because he kind of, Schultz kind of goes in, he bl- <laughs> he shoots uh, Candy, at, you know, he knows, when he shoots Candy, he knows he's done. He just right. he says, I couldn't resist. <laughs> I couldn't resist. So he didn't necessarily need to be avenged, per se. Uh, but just, yeah, you could have, all this nonsensical violence that really wasn't, there's no point. It was just, you know, blowing up buckets of blood you know whatever but, but yeah but this end this sort of revenge scene where Django's riding on his way it's so good yeah I like this that a lot this is great western stuff yeah. it's just a man on a horse on a mission the, that's the this is the Tarantino I love right there when he he does stuff like this and he and I love when he does things like when, after they did uh, the montage of them bounty hunting and yeah. going on all these missions he then has something scroll across the street, screen after a long winter even <laughs> it, like I like I like that he because he, he's big on you know still filming on film and preserving film yeah um but I, he's he's preserve he's preserving film also within his movies like he's preserving actual cinema like yeah. old movies that yeah. you watch like yeah, he's, yeah. he's preserving that he like, likes it he's got a sense of right. history yeah it's he just needs someone in his in his ear to be like that he can, who actually listen to to be like no you need to do something here. Right. I yeah. think he's just, I'm Tarantino and I'm right. a rock star. I mean, I, I do think, I, I hate, you know, I don't hate, but uh, I don't like when people, you know, think he's just, you know, it's Tarantino. It's just going to be violence and, and blood and gore. That's all he is. No. He does that, yes, but you, 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 there's something more about him. There's oh, just something sure. about, you know, the way he tells a story and just the way, you know, again, his dialogue the dialogue scenes, is incredible. Dialogue is yeah. amazing, which we talked about. On, on our last show but uh he's a legit writer yeah absolutely and and yeah he's a two-time uh screenplay oscar winner so including this one which is great um but uh but yeah th- so yeah th- that's that's basically i, I think that's uh, the last one of our yep, take six but yeah i love the end where the house blows up and basically, <laughs> to me he, he basically becomes a legend at that point yeah that's, the horse basically doing the, the tricks sto- yeah circles and doing the yeah. i like that little thing what he does with the half step i don't know i think like jamie fox became like an expert like horse rider really yeah it just seemed like that because he yeah. was so good at it yeah but when he was riding he was like bouncing on this thing Definitely. because you have to learn it for the role and like i say he I don't know if he was really riding bareback or not, which I assume is really hard to do. Right. But he was rolling on that I know. thing. So. I th- no, that looked, I think that was pretty, I think that was legit. That's a heck of a thing to do. But yeah, I mean, he, he becomes, Django becomes a legend. He's a legend, the yeah. He's but a legend, yeah. especially the, right before he runs away bareback on the on the horse, you know, he lets uh, those three other slaves free. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got that one guy, you know, looking at him and, and smiling. Like, this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is, you know, this That's is we can becoming be. a legend. This is going to be, he, slaves are going to be telling the story. Because this, at the beginning of the film, it says two years before the Civil War. So, you know, you know, slaves are going to be telling the story of this Django guy who say, you know, who, yeah. who you know, and started I sort of, this revolution. I looked at that smile as almost like, this is who I could be. Yeah, it gives, it gives, it gives all the other slaves hope. Hope, you know. Yeah, yeah this is my, and I guess. He's a symbol of hope. Right. He's almost like, uh, yeah, he's a symbol of the potential for someone who, if you just become unshackled, you could become this great thing. Right. You know, because that's what happens to him. Yeah. You know, the Leonardo DiCaprio character calls him, you know, extra special. But in reality, he's just a man who's free. Right. You know, and he can become who he 
who he can be. Like this, yeah, this is what you can do with your freedom. Like, right. look, look who you can become. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's a good a, message. There. Yeah, absolutely, a good message. And you know, I think that can be lost in you know the long windedness of the violence and and just the long overall movie. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, let's get into our next segment, which is who's the idiot, me or the movie? Where, <laughs> where we have you know questions or gripes about the movie. What uh, what do you have? Yeah, one question I had watching um, was whether or not <laughs> that scene where Leo cuts his hand, and you said it was yeah. it just happened by accident because yeah. you're watching and it, there seems to be no apparent reason why he's bleeding, and he looks down on it. Just kind of looks at it, and then he continues on the scene. So, a credit to him. Yeah, absolutely. And that scene goes on for a long time. No, definitely. And, and he even... he's really bleeding. Yeah, like yeah, he slams his hand on the table, which he basically slammed it on yeah. a cup or you know a glass, you know, a glass that held wine or something. Um, and yeah, you see him looking down, and but he doesn't lose character. Like yeah. he just uses that as kind of part of. He has like a violent shout where he slams the table, and it must have been like I said on the glass, right? And he just kept, keeps going, and then later it's bandaged up. It was bleeding pretty bad. Yeah. So that was that was a question I had. So. And then he like rubs it on Kerry Washington's <laughs> face. It's like, damn, yeah, that was rough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so that was a question I had, which you had answered for me. So I appreciate that. Thank yes, you're uh, welcome. The, the next question uh, I had was again about uh, the sister. What's going on there? Because uh, <laughs> he doesn't appear to have a woman, a girlfriend, right. a wife. Now it's not obvious. He says beautiful. I think my beautiful sister, Kamir. Mm-hmm. I don't think he kisses her on the lips or not. I think he did. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah, okay. I think. Uh, yeah, I think he kissed her on the cheek at first, and then and then he kisses her on the lips. So is just is this like the in like the the trope of like the inbred white man? I don't know. Is that what that's supposed to be? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, your sister, fucker. Yeah. You know, <laughs> something like that. Is that what that's supposed to be? I, I think so. You know, you know, you're making yeah. love to your cousin, your sister, and yeah. you're. Uh, doing that sort of thing i mean or? this was this came out a year after the game of thrones premiere so maybe uh he would tarantino was just like oh, i gotta have a jamie and cersei lannister <laughs> in my movie <laughs> that's possible uh so okay so, yeah that's, yeah that's i don't know movie. yeah i mean that's that's a good question yeah i mean i was totally weirded out by by that um because so, yeah, you think curious. a man like that would have some yeah of a lover, right? Well, it seems like maybe that one uh, black chick was his lover, the one that was with him at the uh, when they were, the two slaves were fighting. Uh, and she's like, "I know you didn't mean me when you told the other, you know, slaves to leave." I well, I thought they had like girls. They called them for comfort, but even so, you would think that a man that wealthy would have some arrangement with a wife, even if it wasn't a wife that he yeah. cared about. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. It did, that just seemed odd yeah, to me, right? I, to be I, a wealthy plantation owner, it's almost yeah. like you imagine, like, um, like almost like what you say in Game of Thrones, where you you've got royalty or aristocracy or something, where you have to sort of plan your line in that way to for inheritance sake, all that. Which I think that was kind of the idea back then. So who's the woman? Where's the right. children? You need to have kids. Are they? Yeah, I don't know. My that beautiful was, sister. Yeah, for a movie was... that goes on and on and on, they didn't. It sort of yeah. This me look, movie's look two hours, two hours forty five minutes. This movie is. Uh, the last thing I had was, what do we do with the n word? And I, there's no answer to it. It's just a, no. it's an unanswerable question. No, that's it's. I don't, just don't say it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> it's said a million times. It doesn't bother me. Um, but again, it's it's easy for us two white guys to say, obviously. But, but what, what I'm saying is, I think I remember when this came out that people were criticizing it for its use. But I don't have that same criticism for its use because it's used in a way that's not 
It's demeaning, yes. Right. It, it was more demeaning when he used it in Pulp Fiction, when he says there's right. a dead N-word in the back of my car. Like, that was more offensive to me than, than yeah. this stuff, you the know? The way it's used here, it I don't... I, I can't say that this bothers me in that same way. Yeah, it's not... It, <laughs> It's certainly not way. It's it's not used in a, in the way that we should not be speaking of it now. Right. This yeah. is it's supposed to. It's a, it's, it's historical a historical like, representation, yeah. um, and it's told by people who ultimately get killed by the man it's told to. Right. <laughs> <You know what's laughs> exactly. All right. So, what about you? Do you have any, I, any questions? My my question: the the actor who played. Um, the guy, you know, he was uh, Calvin Candy, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. He was his uh, his helper guy, I guess his his uh, his bodyguard almost. Yeah, he was the same actor that played the guy at the beginning that Schultz shoots on the horse. Um, you know, I mean, they're they're different. You know, the the guy he shoots on the horse has a full beard, and the guy that's with Calvin Candy only has a mustache. Um, so. Same actor though, so I mean, is there a, a significance behind that, or is that just? Uh, I'm gonna take him. a really, I'm gonna take a really weak stab in the dark here. That don't hold me to. Um, it, it may be that if he's seeing uh, as a slave, he's seeing you know many white people look the same. Maybe there's yeah. something in there where he's like this. They all kind of look alike. Let's just say it that way. Yeah, it's stereotypical. Okay, you come across all these faces, or. They just ran out of actors. <laughs> that too. It could be a very simple explanation. Yeah, maybe Tarantino, like they filmed that that scene on the horse, and he's like, "Oh crap!" Uh, the, just the throw guy... you up on here. Yeah. yeah. yeah or I want. Just... I'd like to give you throw you an extra like ten grand. For right. yeah, showing up. That's that's. So all it could be very, could be very meaningful or have no meaning. I don't right. Know. That, yeah. That, those are my two answers. But yeah, I mean, if, if it does have a meaning, I think yours definitely makes sense. I mean, that that that. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. And then the only other one I have is who's the girl? The girl that's. Um, you see her in a window in one of the towns that they're riding through, um, and then you see her again uh, with those guys that have the dogs. Yeah, you see the same girl. Oh yeah, I don't. That's right. That is the same girl. Yeah, it's the same girl. She's in the second time. She just has a, a you know a, a, a bandana around her face, but Tarantino makes a point to point out this girl two times. Um, yeah, that's a great call. I didn't. Yeah, now that you say it, I totally remember it. But at the time, I didn't. When I saw it the second time, I didn't notice. I, I don't have a good answer for that. Yeah, that's maybe a Django fangirl. I don't. know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll have to Google it. And if if you guys know, let us. Yeah, know. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, tweet us what uh, what you think that is. Uh, at BlockbusterCast is our Twitter handle, and uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. But yeah, I'm gonna. Go ahead. Yeah. Did you? Well, what about issues? Did you have any issues with this film? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the length, obviously. I mean, the, this the is length, the most glaring thing. Yeah. The, it's just uh, uh, Tarant. As I love Tarantino, I, lo- I love his films, but yeah, he can get a little long-winded. Um, two hours and forty-five minutes is is way too long for this movie. There's so many scenes that could have been cut out. Yeah, I remember checking the the player, and it was you know less than an hour in, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. I got. I got almost two miles left. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, the length, and then again, we already talked about the over-the-top shooting shootout scene. That you know, that I could have done without that. Yeah, I know. I wonder. You know, I think we mentioned in one of our last shows about the, um, the upcoming Manson flick, and that's a very Tarantino thing to do. Uh, other than the fact that it's a real story, right? Which is good. You know, I wonder 
he has the ability to do something very classic. You know, you can see it. Yeah. And he can't resist but to just have, like, thousands of people blow off. You know, right. you know what I mean? I would like to see him do something like that. Him to try to make a truly artful film, because he has the ability, without, you know, massive buckets of blood. Right. And, and maybe it just that's just who he is. But he, just because I know he can do it, uh, that would be like my personal request to him. No, definitely. Yeah, and maybe keep it under two hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's doing this Manson flick because I like that he's doing another, you know, uh, uh, or doing a uh, historical event. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's Tarantino. He's going to change it a little. You know, he's going to do it, to, you know, to make it uh, entertaining. Yeah, and, and you'll hear about the casting and then you'll watch it and be like, wow, that was actually a really great choice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I really like this. I'm li- yeah, I think he's going to do a good job with this. But yeah, for this, that was really the biggest problem, really, with the length. I don't have a problem with the characters, per se. Uh, the story is, you know, it, it doesn't leave a lot of holes. There's not a lot... Of, you're not left questioning anything, I don't right. think. No, it's pretty. Not. It's pretty clearly told. Uh, he just needed to cut everything by 45 minutes. If he kept this thing to two hours, this would be a brilliant film. Because there's, there's enough... You know, guts and bones and right. meat in this thing to to tell this story. It, you didn't need to go this long. No, definitely not. It yet, felt too. it felt every minute of two forty five. And I think you said earlier some movies that are long, you don't feel it. This one, you really yeah, felt. You it. feel it. I mean, sometimes you're in the mood and you're like, oh man, I just want to sit back and just watch this three hour long movie. And yeah. sometimes you can be in that mood. But yeah, this this I definitely felt it. But yeah, I mean, uh, that, I mean, other than that, really no no other gripes. I mean, sometimes the brutalness uh, can be a little much, especially with the fight scene with the two the two slaves. That was that a bit was, over the top. Yeah, a little too brutal for my taste. But uh, but yeah, overall, so yeah, I mean, we'll go into our final thoughts now. I mean, I obviously gave a lot of my thoughts, but yeah, I think this is a great movie. Movie. What do you uh, have for a rating? Oh yeah, a rating system again. Our popcorn and stars. I mean, uh, st- I would give it. Uh, let's see here. So, uh, oh man, that's a tough one, Dave. That's a tough one. I- I'll give it three and a half buckets of popcorn. Yeah. And three stars. Okay, I'm a little less on both. Okay. <laughs> I got three buckets of popcorn and two stars. Two stars. Wow. Yeah. Two out of five stars. Two out of five stars. This is interesting. A, this is a nice film. But there's a lot of mistakes here. Yeah. You know, I, for as much as I like Tarantino, I just I have to evaluate it as a film, as just a general yeah. without, without bias. And I think yeah, this is true. just a two-star film. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, hey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you give it more popcorn, obviously, because, you know, it's just, it's, it, it is an it's entertaining fun watch. Movie. Yeah, especially with Christoph Waltz. Like, He's I just want to fast forward and watch all his scenes. Yeah, you know, uh, I'd, I'd give Waltz, you know, four and a half, five stars. Yeah. But, you know, he's not... He's not the whole movie. Yeah. You know, and even even Jamie Foxx is well done. Uh, but yeah, this movie, I'm just going to give it two stars. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Two stars. <laughs> That's all, all right. I'm going to budget. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, hey, to each his own. To each his own. But I mean, it's still an enjoyable, it a, is. A good I, film. I, I like it. I just, I, it's almost like I want more from it. Right. I, I think right. it could have done more. Yeah. yeah, I can totally see that. Um, but yeah, that is Django Unchained. Django Unchained. Love talking film with you, my friend. Absolutely. It's uh, yeah, it's just fun to break down a film and, and do it like this. If you guys have any suggestions of a format, uh, if you if you like our format, let us know. If you don't like our format, let us know. Just we'd like any feedback you have. Tweet us at BlockbusterCast. 
Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, that's our Twitter. Uh, follow me, uh, our pers- personal accounts. I'm at BCCord. And I'm at Dave underscore Quist. Tell me anything. Insult me. Insult him. <laughs> I'm open to all feedback. I love it. <laughs> all feedback. So yeah, we'll put we'll put another poll up there to uh, so you guys can vote. Yeah, on... you guys pick and uh, we'll talk. That's I think that's a pretty good deal. Uh, we'll we'll leave it to we'll put up a poll. You guys sort of choose and then we'll narrow it down from there. There you go. All right, that is it for us. Uh, for Davo, I'm. Ben Seeker. We'll catch you guys next time. So grab your popcorn, grab your snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. <laughs>